All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation.
All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. If you're a veteran and you're struggling or feel like you're leading down a path towards darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to your friends or your family or you're embarrassed, call the anonymous hotline at 1-800-273-8255 and take option one. Get the help you need before it's too late. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. If you haven't already, please download the Military Broadcast Radio app and check out our family of shows. Lots of veterans doing great things. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. This will keep you up to date with our latest news, episodes, and of course, the stories of our guests. Speaking of which, our next guest grew up in an underprivileged neighborhood in Georgia. He joined the military to leave his environment and become financially independent. Little did he know at that time that enlisting would lead him into a successful military career spanning almost three decades. He spent over two decades with the United States Army, 16 of those working with the elite special operations forces. He's a retired SAR major, a decorated combat veteran who has led and mentored hundreds of men and women. He is an author, corporate speaker, consultant, voice actor, certified personal trainer, and leadership expert with business experience in government and commercial commerce. He has been a senior analyst for Northrop Grumman Corporation and an on-air personality and station manager at radio station well, WFSS in North Carolina. He has also worked as a senior Department of Defense civilian for the United States Army Special Operations Command. So without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Sergeant Major Retired, Matt Drayton. Welcome, Matt. Hey, Rich, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be with you and your listeners today. Awesome. Uh, thanks for your uh, three decades of serving our country. Uh, a lot of people can't say they did that and still able to walk upright and, uh, and feel not as much pain every day. So hopefully you're feeling good as you walk around every day. Well, Rich, I, I'm not walking so much upright anymore, but, <laughs> but I'm still moving, man, you know, <laughs> but you, you know the deal. It, it's, uh, you spend that much time in the military, you're going to come out with a few bumps and bruises, but, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's why I always tell people when I, when I retired, I had to find my adult job because I had so much right. fun as a kid for 22 years. I didn't know what to do with myself. So it was great coming so, out. So it could be an adult job or you could say a real job. Yeah, a real job. Yeah. <laughs> an actual job, I guess. Yeah, well, you, yeah, man, because, you know, in the military, I, you work hard and, and you push hard, but you do have some fun, you know, and that's kind of, uh, you know, I can pick a military guy out. You give me 10 guys, I can pick the guys in the military right out of the group just like that because oh, yeah. just a it, certain way they, they conduct themselves. So. And as soon as you sit down next to him, you can start talking like you knew each other forever and people look at yeah, you like you're crazy and like, Oh, it's exactly just how we right. do. We have this bond that it's it's never ending. It's awesome. Yeah, the bond and then the shared experiences. You know, we go to you go in an airport, you're sitting in an airport and you just strike up a conversation with a guy and he serves somewhere. And next thing you know, <laughs> in most cases, you start knowing the same people, which is right. you know pretty neat. I think the circle gets a lot slower, uh, smaller at that point. It's awesome. Yeah. So, Matt, if you don't mind, tell the Misfit Nation a little bit more about yourself, uh, more than I gave it out in the, the tidbits of your bio there in the intro, from as far back as you want to go to how you got to what you're doing now, motivating people and uh, uh, guest yeah. speaking and such like that, and being an author. Yeah. So so when I was in, uh, so you, you called out my bio in the military, and, and the military is kind of the catalyst for the things I started doing outside the military. I, I've always enjoyed uh, teaching and talking to people. and 
if I had experiences, good or bad, sharing those with others, you know, I think it's important. So when I retired from the military in 2004, uh, I did some contract work. And then I took a job um, at a uh, at the Special Operations Command as a civilian. But I knew I wanted to do uh, some speaking and some mentoring and some other things. So in 2006, I signed up with an organization in Fayetteville, North Carolina called the Great Oak Youth Development Center, which uh, mentored at-risk youth. And at that same time, I stood up uh, my speaking business uh, where I uh, set up to start going out and talking about my experiences uh, as far as you know, just being underprivileged and being in a pretty rough environment coming up and, and how I got out of that. And, uh, was able to uh, uh, go into military, have a successful career, and then turn some things around in my life. So I, I thought I should share that with others. And basically, at, at that time, try to give others hope. So that's kind of how I got started in the speaking business. Uh, after I had mentored at uh, the Youth Development Center for a few uh, months, or for a couple of years, I decided to write my first book, which was uh, titled uh, Succeeding While Black. And that book uh, primarily talked about just how to conduct yourself, handle yourself, deal with adversity, and try to make something of yourself. That was that book, what was primarily what that book was about. And I wrote that one, I think, I want to say like in 2013, 2014 timeframe. And then I continued to speak and uh, do uh, speaking engagements, big brothers, big sisters, uh, work with uh, at-risk youth. Uh, I sat on a couple of uh, boards of directors with that, dealt with at-risk youth. Uh, Youth for Christ Ministries, and uh, I sat on the, I became executive director of the youth development center that I was mentoring at, and then uh, around 2017 or 18 or so, I said, you know, I want to write a book about leadership, and, and but what I want to focus on is something that would help black leaders, because my experiences throughout my career, uh, black leaders face some different challenges, and I've seen some of them including myself, make some mistakes that I thought if I share that information with them, uh, it would help them. And, and I'll tell you, everything I do, uh, this is probably less, everything I do is less monetary than it is more about helping people. You know, I, I feel like if you do, if you're passionate about something and you're doing it for the right reasons to help people, the monetary stuff will take care of itself. But um, so that's kind of where I'm coming from there with, with my, my writing. But that's how I became a, a speaker. That's how I became an author. Uh, I got certified uh, uh, with the uh, with the uh, National Speakers Association. I'm a member there, and uh, I still go out and speak. Uh, you know, COVID kind of put a dent in a lot of that, so we did a lot of Zoom. Zoom is not the same uh, as talking to a large audience, but you know, we we do what we can. But uh, so yeah, so I still go out and speak. I, I do some writing. I write a little bit for Newsweek uh, and some other periodicals. And uh, and I'm just happy to be able to share, you know, my experiences in life and in leadership. You know, I've got two grown children. Um, I put them through college. So uh, so I've got a lot of experience in life that I feel like I owe it to others to share with them so they can understand that, hey, you know, regardless of where you start, you can always finish in a good place if you put your head down and work hard. Definitely. And you've done a lot of things. Uh, 
I like that when you, you first got out, you uh, went right back into giving back and trying to mentor the youth right away and, and show them that you were able to get out of a, a, a bad situation when you were growing up, an endangered situation, basically. And uh, you were able to be a success in the military, which at that time when you joined, it was still kind of in that transition from uh, the good old boy system to, hey, everyone has to work to get what they get. Right. And that's about when you joined right there based on when you got out and it was a different army then than when, and then definitely what it is now, of course, now it's a way equaler, equaler now than it was way back then. And the, the fight was even more uh, rigorous for you. And I, I applaud you for writing the leader leading while blacks that will help those uh, young uh, black uh, men and women that are growing up now to say, Hey, Matt did it. And he did it during a, a trying time. He did it during a trying time and learned life's lessons along the way. And now he's given us those valuable lessons. He's not keeping it inside his chest and he's able to pass that along to others. And that's, that's the gift that keeps on giving right there. Yeah, totally agree with you. And that, and that's, and then that, the, the leading wild black book, you know, is a, it's just, there's just so much information. There's so many things that I witnessed over my time period, uh, good and bad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, everybody kind of wants to forget the bad things that happened to them or, forget the negative feedback, all feedback is good feedback. I mean, because rarely will somebody be honest with you anyway, you know, rarely will somebody come up and say, Hey man, you're screwing up, you know, right. you, it just doesn't happen. So the next thing you know, you're, you're fired or you're, you've lost your job as a squad leader or a platoon sergeant, whatever the case may be. And you don't know why, because nobody ever came and told you that you were screwing up. So I think good, I think all feedback is good feedback. And I feel like, just sharing some of the mistakes I made, some of the things I witnessed. Uh, if it helps one person, then I'm happy about it. Definitely. And uh, I mean, you took all those lessons, you mentored youth, and then you became the executive director of that same organization. I'm yeah. sure that that helped you you uh, boost, the, boost the morale of those who you were mentoring. And I'm sure some of the ones that you did mentor early looked up and said, if he could be the executive director, I'm going to keep pushing here. I'm going to mentor here and I'm going to push up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the next him. And I right. bet that that brings chills to your spine, down your spine when you see them now all growing up because it's been a little while, you know, yep. and uh, yep. some of them, they're out of college by now and yep. and they're being successful. So I'm sure you have some good stories of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the young men that I um, mentored one on one. And and so we did two types of mentoring. We did one on one mentoring and we also did group mentoring. Uh, but but the one on one mentoring is you know, we sat down with a social worker, we, we become a match. You know, I go pick him up at his home. Uh, I know his parents, you know, we're almost like a family. And uh, one of the young men, uh, that was quite a challenge initially. I mean, he, he, he put me through the ringer a little bit. Uh, I, I was so happy about, uh, I, I want to say in 2019, I went down to Paris Island to his graduation from Marine basic training. Nice. And I, I tell you, uh, to this day, I've got some real cool pictures of that. I, to this day, I, because I, I, I'll be honest, I thought the Marines were going to, I didn't think he could make it. Just based on how he conducted himself with me, I just thought maybe the Marines was probably a little stretch. Because, you know, the Marines, they don't play, you know. Right. <laughs> they break they don't mess around <laughs> with you, man. You go down there, you're going to do it their way. And if you don't, you know, they're going to, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be gone. So, uh, I, I went to his gra uh, graduation and um, I was able to give him a nice uh, uh, memento to, to take with him to his next duty assignment. 
Uh, he wound up going out to what we call 29 stumps out in California. <laughs> and uh, he uh, has served well. I, I spoke with him recently and I think he's just going to do his four years and get out. But, you know, that's fine. I mean, like I told him, hey, listen, it, this is your career. You have to make those decisions. You have to be happy with it. But the fact that he is just a totally different person from who I knew when I started mentoring him at 10 years old, oh, wow. uh, it, it just means a lot. It, help, it just makes you it, it, it makes you very feel very proud to uh, have had some impact on on a young person's life and you know and that's and that's all we can ask you know i'm i'm where i am today because people took an interest in me and helped me and i think we just keep doing that uh the world would be a better place definitely and uh i think you you said earlier we don't do this for the money we do it for the helping of one person and that, that one you young man there that you you helped from the age of 10 to the time he graduated uh, boot camp at Paris Island. Then, then he went off to be a Hollywood Marine after that, after being an Islander. It's kind of right. hard. It's kind of hard to cross that barrier, but he did it. And uh, so he's a Hollywood Marine for four years. He's, he's getting that background. He has that. Now he has everything you instilled into him to give him that, that background that maybe you didn't think was working and it worked. And now the Marines, of course, like you said, they, they will break a man and, and a woman. Yeah. They'll break you down and rebuild you. Bring and, you back up. And, and then yeah, give you a booze. Yeah. So whatever he does now for the rest of his life, I, you know, I know he will be successful because there's nothing anyone will throw at him will be as hard as what he's already been through. Right. And he's definitely seen a different way now and he'll right. probably never want to go back to the way it was. So that's awesome. Right. Uh, hopefully yeah. he'll he'll push forward with whatever training he has and turn it into something awesome on the outside as well. Uh, so did you start in the Marines as well and then came on? No, no. So I'm, I'm U.S. Army. Uh, oh, I started okay. out U.S. Army and uh, stayed Army uh, 26 years. 26 uh, years. Yeah. Yep. That's a long, long haul in the Army. And uh, you, you wound up at the, the Mother Church at uh, Fort Bragg. That's where you retired. And everyone calls yep. that the Mother Church now since that's where it Force Com headquarters is you socks there. Everyone's there now, and uh, so you got to see do airborne, do all the craziest things, yep. all the high speed things, and then you got out and kind of hit the brakes a little bit, but kept pushing forward with your leadership. You kept wanting to make sure other people knew how to lead. I watched your video on your website earlier on the YouTube, and I can see that you talked earlier about the YouTube. I mean, uh, Zoom versus live. And I can see how yep. you were trying. You were feeding off the audience in your speech, so. Right. I know that was that probably hurt you a lot going to the the world of the little yeah. squares and emojis, but yeah, how was that transition for you? And are you feeling it coming back so you can go live now? Yeah, so so I, I yeah, so I, I had the opportunity. Uh, I do some uh, volunteer work with the Soft Warrior Foundation, and I had an opportunity last June to go down and talk with some Gold Star children who are preparing to go to college you know, the Soft Warrior Foundation, I am an ambassador for them. So I help them with uh, fundraising and support wherever we can. And uh, so I went down and spoke with some children that are getting ready to head to college. Um, and that was my first time in almost a year and a half in front of a live audience. And albeit, you know, these are young people, these are, these are uh, you know, teenagers getting and, and, and above getting ready to head into college it's still a live audience. So, so that was, that was extremely refreshing, extremely exciting for me because I, I really like talking to people and being able to uh, get feedback from them uh, both uh, verbally and non-verbally, you know, be it a laugh or just a head nod or, 
or something, you know, and so, or a yawn, you know, that may, Hey, pick it up. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, all of that is, like I said, all feedback is good feedback, but so that was really good for me to to be able to do that. Uh, I've, I've gone out and done a couple of other uh, engagements, Uh, nothing big, you know, I've, I've done some engagements in the past, you know, several hundred people in the audience. Um, But, you know, a lot of people still aren't doing that right now. Uh, but it is ramping back up. And, and it was a big transition, you know, with the Zoom uh, stuff, you know, uh, like I said, you you really have to be hitting on all cylinders to keep everybody interested in a Zoom call. Why? Because we've seen all the videos. People are sitting in their house, the dog's behind them, the kids pulling on their leg, the, the doorbell's ringing. I mean, you know, there's so many distractions. Whereas if you're in a conference room, or uh, auditorium or whatever that may be, you know, your, your attention is a little more focused on the speaker. So, so, but, but it's good, you know, and, and again, I, I think, uh, again, going back to just accepting every challenge as an opportunity, you know, that was an opportunity to say, Hey, look, you know, we don't know how this thing's going to pan out. We know at some day point we'll be back uh, live, but you got to make the best of it. You got to work on your technique with the zoom thing so you can reach people and, and at least get your message across. So it forced a lot of us speakers to do that. And I'm sure if you don't have a team working with you, having you probably have to have multiple screens to see all the faces of the Zoom, or have to keep swiping right. to the arrows. Right. To- so, so I have a two, I have two laptops set up, you know, and <laughs> and I do the, you know, I've got one screen with the, you know, with the audience, and um, and then you know the other, you know, I'm, you know, I can kind of watch myself and my background and all this stuff make sure nothing's going on behind me, you know, I mean, cause you know, that's, yeah, you, you gotta be prepared, you know, and right. it's like, uh, I, I, so I'm a little bit, you know, with my military background, I'm a little bit of a stickler for, uh, any type of video teleconferencing. I feel like you need to put that effort in. So everything goes smoothly and, you know, so my door's closed and I'm in my office here at the house, but my door's closed now and things like that, you know, so, and I see a lot of stuff happening that probably could be avoided if just a little bit more preparation. So uh, not knocking anyone, but I, 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 and a lot of that stuff's very entertaining, but, but <laughs> Especially yeah, when you look at right. it's, it's definitely a challenge trying to keep up the track, keep track with it all and stay focused. And, you know, the live audience, most of those people want to be there. They want to be in your, right. in your audience. They want to be at that conference and you are 95% their attention. Right. At home, like you said, they have the kids, they have the dog, they have someone knocking on their door, someone walking outside their window. So you're third or fourth down the line of what they're actually right. doing. Right. And they probably right. don't want to be there. It's just something their boss said, hey, go go listen to Matt speak and uh, we'll call that your eight hours for the day. Right, so, right. Yes. Exactly. And, and you know, and 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 even then, you know, it's you, it's still your job, though. I, I always tell people if you've if you've got this opportunity to engage people, then you should take that opportunity as a opportunity to educate or teach or give them something they can use going forward. So that's kind of, that's my mindset going into any um, uh, talks or speech or podcast, anything I go into, I try to provide some information that may help someone down the road. I, I think that's what it's all about. And I think if you stick with that mindset, you know, just like your opening, the opening statement, which I loved, you know, you're talking to veterans, you know, it, it, listen, you can't say that enough, what you said before when you opened up. I mean, it, it can't be said enough because uh, veterans struggle and, um, and and a lot of them struggle 
silently and alone. And so I thought I just wanted to take the opportunity just now, right now to say, Hey man, that that's a good message you start out with. And, I, and I'm sure you probably do start out that way every show, but that's, that is, is, is highly effective, I think, and, and, and very good way to start your show. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, now you, you speak about, you wrote a book on leadership. You wrote about being successful. What three tips I know on your video, you had three key things that you started off with for leadership. Yeah. Would you share those three, uh, your three main uh, items that people to be successful yeah. as a leader so, in business? Yep. So listen, so one of the things uh, I tell leaders, uh, you know, because if you're in charge of people, that means you've got a team that is you're responsible for. And then that team is responsible for usually in most cases, either your own business's success or an organization, an organization's success. So what, the first thing I, I tell all leaders, you really need to get to know your team members, you know, know who, on, know who is on your team, know something about them, um, uh, get to know them, get, get to know them on a personal level, uh, show them that you care about them. And I think what my experience has been and the leaders that I've worked for and the ones that I've tried to emulate are the ones that are very personable with the people that work for them. Um, they, they go out of their way to kind of learn something about them, uh, to know what they're doing on the weekend, you know, Hey, what were you guys doing this weekend? And then ask them about it on Monday, you know, um, know their kids, you know, how many kids they have. You don't have to know them by name or why it's by name, but you know something about these people. And it's just, they're just not some number or some statistic that you're, that is in your office. So I think that is very, very important is knowing your team members. Uh, another, another tip. And I, I kind of, you know, conflict. So, so conflict is, is a, is, is a, a given in business and, and in, in the workplace, in the military. I mean, there will be conflict. There will be issues that arise that need addressing uh, to keep everything running smoothly. Um, what I have noticed is it, with conflict, the earlier you deal with conflict, the sooner you address it, the better off the whole organization or your business will be. Conflict does not get better by uh, ignoring it or not wanting to hear about it or not wanting to acknowledge it, hoping it will go away on its own. It only gets worse. And I've seen situations where conflict arose and people tried to take it to a senior leader and the senior leader was like, you know, don't come in my office with that. So now these, these, are, these people are trying to deal with these conflicts on their own. And before you know it, you've got a full-blown crisis that has gone, in, in this instance I'm talking about, uh, a case that has gone up two or three headquarters, almost all the way to Washington, D.C., wow. when it didn't have to, because all that had to happen was it get addressed early. The commander says, hey, this is a problem. He brings it to his higher commander and then, you know, and it, then it stays in house. Cause it's like, Hey, we, we found this, we resolved it. Here's what we're doing and boom. But sometimes we don't want to, we're, we're unconfrontational. We don't, we don't want to deal with that stuff. So then we uh, go ahead and uh, we don't address it, but that's my second one. So it'd be, listen, bad news doesn't get better. If you, if, if you just let it go. So address it, take care of it and, 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 and resolve it and move on. The third thing I, I'll, I'll bring up, and I've got a lot more, but I will. The, one of the things that I have 
been real big on throughout my career was just having a contingency plan. Whenever you plan an operation or a, an initiative, have a backup. Uh, look at, so if you're, if you're getting ready to move your office to another place, you need to look at all of the factors in that office, that new place you're going to. And I use that because that's a simple analogy. Uh, but you, you, if this new office is not wired for your equipment, if this new office cannot support the n- amount of people you have on your staff, if this new office is not um, uh, logistically located in a place that everybody can get there in a, in, a, in a reasonable amount of time, these are all the things you need to look at. And then, of course, you have to say, okay, if there's a problem, if, if we have to go in this building and the internet's out for a week. What are we going to do? How, how are we going to solve this? You know, um, and, and so I think having a contingency plan, a backup plan for your operations, for major initiatives that you're planning for your job, for your business, or for your organization is crucial to success. Um, and I'll, I'll stop there. You asked for three and I'll give you those three. Okay. Um, yeah, because one of the things, uh, you know, in, in the military, you know, we, we, we do contingency planning all the time. But what I noticed, you know, I've been a civilian now almost 20 years. And uh, a lot of civilian businesses, I mean, they have one course of action and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then, and then when you ask, hey, uh, so if, if, what if this happens or this happens, then people kind of look at you like you're either negative or, you know, <laughs> but it's like, hey, man, I, there's possibility that this may not go the way we want it. And then we need to be ready to uh, act on it uh, on a backup plan. So, so those, those would be the three would be three key ones that I would give you. Definitely. And when you were saying about the bad news, I, I wrote down my, what my first platoon sergeant told me, bad news does not get better with time. He it doesn't. That, way back in 93, he told me that. Yeah. I, I kept and it it's my, not original. I got it from one, <laughs> one of my platoon sergeants, man. I mean, you know, hey, hey bad news, bring it forward. And then, because uh, now people know, you, you look, hey, here's some bad stuff we see that just happened, man. But, you know, and, uh, it, you know, I, I'll give you an example. So, we're, we're kind of this thing in Ukraine and, uh, you know, they, they found out that, uh, I guess the Ukrainian forces were having some issues. Uh, the Russian forces were having some issues with logistics and, and, uh, things of that nature. Well, and, and it was the same thing in Iraq when we went there in, in 2003, the leaders, if, if you can't go to a leader with bad news, if you think you're going to get shot in the head, if, 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 if this leaders, then what do you tell them? You know, we got the green, yellow, uh, red sign. Yeah. Hey, everything's green, man. Because <laughs> listen, cool. if, 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 if telling you something's amber or red is going to get me shot, then I'm telling you it's green. Yeah. But then when we go to war, nothing's green. But but I can't tell you that because, you you know, and so that's kind of what I saw with some of the stuff happening in Ukraine. You can't go to uh, the, the leaders and tell them that things are bad. So. Yeah, so it's 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 definitely and as a leader, last thing I'll say on it, as a leader, you need to be able, you need to be receptive to bad news. You need to be the type of leader where your people can come to you and say, hey man, we've got a problem. Because I've worked for leaders that were like that, that you couldn't go to them with problems. You had to resolve them yourself. And that's not your job. You know, that's why they get paid that big money to resolve those issues. So I'll leave it there. And I think all three of your your tips there come in, come into play together. If you know your team and there is an issue. You have those contingencies. You should have those contingencies in place in order to right. fix that conflict and help your team member 
right. through that problem together. And it's one team, one fight, like we were always taught. Right. You, know, you said earlier about the in the civilian world, the one course of action. It's also they always you, they a lot of times have a single point of failure. One right. person has all the keys right. to, to the success. Right. If right. that person's absent, we don't know how to do our job. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a uh, yeah, single point of failure, man. We heard that all the time. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's interesting. There was a commercial out on television a few years back where I can't remember what it was for, but they, they went on this. They went to this meeting. This guy slips and hits his head on the table. <laughs> And he was like the main guy. He knocks himself out. So then the backup guy comes in, slips and falls out. So now you got this person sitting there that has no clue. And, and you know, talk about single points of failure. And I, I, I recall years ago, we had a, we had some action officers. They would go, these guys would work these projects, big projects. And then they go down to the headquarters down in Tampa, wherever to brief. And they wouldn't let those guys in the room. These guys were all the answers and they're out in the hallway. Right. <laughs> now you've got some some guys of senior rank sitting in there. Can't answer any of the questions that need to be answered because they left all the, the talent out. Not not that these senior guys aren't talented. It's just they're not action officers. They're not the guys doing the nuts and bolts and they leave them in the hallway. So now nothing gets approved because <laughs> nobody can answer the question. They, you know, so it's so there's a lot of little things that that you have to be cognizant of as a leader. But. I have always been perfectly comfortable uh, speaking or if someone else was the, was the lead on it, let them speak. They, they're the SME on it. Let them talk. And I think, I think what I just said needs to be said, hopefully it gets to the right people because I mean, I've seen it too many times where the smartest guy, the guy who's running this program is out in the hallway because everybody else wants to shine in front of the generals. You know what I mean? And it's just BS, man. You know, at some point you want your, your goal should be to get, your mission approved by that general, not you go in there and wow him with what you think, you know. So I said that and I'll leave it alone. <laughs> you go in with your, with your tidbits and hope you got it right by your, your smart guys right. out the hallway. And, and one of the good things about being a civilian in my position, now I can say those things. I had to sit and watch them years ago and, and cringe and just shake Which. my head. But now <laughs> I can make comments about it because I mean, cause it's the truth, you know? Definitely. And uh, everything you've said so far has been an outstanding on point. Hopefully uh, a lot of our listeners who are uh, veteran entrepreneurs or veteran entrepreneurs are, are taking notes and saying, hey, these are great, great ways to make my organization get better as well. I, I can take so. the take the lessons I had and also listen to Matt here and go yep. forward. Matt, how does someone get in contact with you to maybe have you come speak to their organization about leadership yep. or even book so, you for your show? Yep. So my um, excuse me. So my website is mattdrayton.com. Uh, if you go to my website, you can find uh, all of my social media handles. I'm on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Um, you can also see some of my, um, uh, you can purchase my books on my website. You can also uh, get in touch with me through my website and for bookings or just to, uh, or just to say hello. And uh, like I said, I'm on LinkedIn, you know, you can follow me there. Uh, I post stuff. I try to post uh, positive things, you know, I, like if I, when I get, when this is, when this airs, I'll post it. Um, I try to post uh, things that help people. You know, I, like I said, I have, uh, uh, God has probably blessed me more than I deserve. And I've been able to uh, do a lot of things and, but I had a lot of help. And so I, I'm trying to spend, you know, I'm a, I'm at a point in my life now where I'm closer to the end than I am the beginning. Right. So now I'm trying to, you know, help people just trying to share some of the information I have 
some of the uh, relationships, things of that nature. So, so that's how you can get a hold of me. But mattdrayton.com is how you can reach out to me. You can get a hold of me via any of my uh, social media pages or uh, via my website. Awesome. And are your books in any of the hard stores too, like Barnes and Noble? Or so, just- so they're they're uh, they're on they're in uh, they're in uh, they're on Amazon. Uh, they're not in brick and mortar stores. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of uh, costs associated with that, and a lot you know. And I mean, quite frankly, uh, my books, both of them, are just a little over a hundred or so pages. You know, I didn't get into a whole three four hundred. Pa- it's not a novel. You know, it's more of a self help type stuff, uh, quick and to the point. So, but you can definitely get them on Amazon. You can definitely get them. Uh, I think uh, you can get them in Kindle editions. Uh, so just go to Amazon.com. Uh, you can also get them through uh, Outskirts Press, who are, who are my publishers. Awesome, Matt. Thanks again for everything you've done for your for our country. Uh, three deck over three decades of service to our country, and then serving with purpose after, uh, serving with purpose on purpose to help others, and uh, that's amazing. And uh, what you're doing is great. Keep up that good work and keep up the fire. Even though you said you're closer to the end, you still got that fire to keep going, yep. keep doing it, and keep doing it right. Well, thank, hey, Rich, thanks for having me. Thanks for your service. Thanks for the things you're doing uh, with this podcast and reaching out to our veterans. And I really appreciated talking to you today. And again, I just hope that uh, something that I said will resonate with your listeners and help them with their businesses, organizations, or even with their personal careers. Awesome. I, I believe it will. Thanks, Matt. All right. Thank you. I can't begin to knowing But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you Fill it up with only two And when I hurt Hurting runs off my shoulders How can I hurt when holding you? Warm Touching warm Reaching out, touching me, touching you.
You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are... Fit, 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 fit Nation.